Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. David Serrata back with us. David's first aspiration in life was to become an astronaut. Back in 1968, David and a friend witnessed a UFO along with hundreds of other witnesses. He has studied world religion, science, physics, paranormal psychology for more than 25 years. His website is his name. It's linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Hello, David. Welcome back. Hey, George. Good to be back here. Last time we were on, we talked about the Space Shuttle Columbia UFO um, incident. And here we are literally on the eve of this massive disclosure that President Trump has called for. I believe it's June 1st. The um, Pentagon has to disclose to Congress everything they know about UFOs. And what I'm going to do tonight is demonstrate how this story is going to be shut down and be called drones, falsely being called drones, just to shut down the story. I'm going to show you how this is happening. And and who? Can you speculate on that in, in terms of well, agencies? The, well, the Pentagon has to disclose to the public, yet the footage that has been released by the Navy... And in fact, just last week, Chris Cuomo and CNN was interviewing Sean Cahill, who's a former uh, U.S. Navy chief, master of arms, and he was also interviewed with Chris Mellon, who, who's very well known in, the, in this story of disclosure, that basically what we're looking at are craft that are 1,000 to 10,000 years ahead of anything on Earth. And and Chris's jaw just about dropped, and that was the end of the show. Now, I've been in touch with Mr. Sean Cahill myself and presented to him what I presented on your show, some very, very sophisticated data, because Sean Cahill literally said on, it was in, in the, the History Channel series, unidentified, that they saw, he personally saw these UFOs disappearing in a counterclockwise vortex, on the radar, they disappeared just north of Guadalupe Island, just at the north end of the island, and I pointed out how that corresponds to the same north latitude as the Great Pyramid of Egypt. And he found mm. that very interesting and forwarded the data to Louis Elizondo. But what happened last week on 60 Minutes is is really, really dangerous for this story because on 60 Minutes with Bill Whitaker. Bill Whitaker is literally forcibly cramming false data on into the picture. And I think Elizondo got a little bit nervous because he wasn't standing by the true velocity of these UFOs, UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And they're trying to put them in the category of UAVs, which is Unidentified Aerial, aerial Vehicles. And I'm just going to, we, we, I had Lex put up a little speed chart on your site, so if people go there, you can look at this little chart that I've made. And, and just before we get started here into this incredible story that's about, about to explode on the world scene in the media, you can see on this chart I have fi- all the world fighter jets are no faster. They, they peak at around 2,000 miles an hour including David Fravor's fighter. And that's pretty fast, David. 
That that seems pretty fast, doesn't it? And in fact, that's faster than most bullets that come out of most guns. So it, it, it's pretty impressive. And NASA develops this X-43, which I also have on your chart, which is, which, te- which is technically in the category of a supersonic drone, which reaches speeds of 7,300 miles an hour. And then you come to the space shuttle, which actually can do 17,500 miles an hour, which is incredibly impressive. Oh That's God. because it's in the upper, upper atmosphere at those speeds, and it's not pushing through the density of the envelope of the of the lower air pressure. And still the fastest thing that we know of is the ICBM Minuteman at 18,000 miles an hour. Now here's where it gets shocking on this chart. And this source is actually People Magazine, May of 2019, um, both uh, Louis Elizondo and using radar analysis, they they put the UAPs between 20 and 80,000 miles per hour. This is in 2019. And I'm going to demonstrate this. This is actually accurate. So it puts them so far beyond the envelope of drones. And what you're seeing now is everything is there, everything is about how the Navy spotted drones off the coast of California. Everything, they're using the word drone in the media because they're getting people ready. They're getting them ready because they're going to drop this drone bomb on them, and it's not true. So what Sean Cahill testified as the former U.S. Navy chief on CNN last week is the bomb. It's 1,000 to 10,000 years ahead of everything we have Today, however, when Louis Elizondo spoke on 60 Minutes May 16th with Bill Whitaker about these things, he said they were flying at velocities of 13,000 miles per hour, which, which is either a mistake or Elizondo is being told to drop their velocities. I, I don't. I don't think he would try to mislead us. At, at this point, I, I don't think so either, and I didn't think that either because in in the People magazine article, which is May thirty first, twenty nineteen, it says the UAPs dropped from above eighty thousand feet to sea level in zero point seven eight seconds. Now, there's five thousand two hundred eighty feet in a mile, so you just take eighty thousand feet divided by 5,280 feet per mile per second, it's 15.15 miles in a full second. That's in a full second, which in 0.78 seconds is over 66,000 miles per hour. That, that's using radar data. But what Bill Whitaker said forcibly on 60 Minutes is they dropped from 80,000 feet to 20,000 feet in seconds. He used the word seconds, and that is a huge mistake. It, for 60 minutes to make a mistake like that, when the data is so clearly laid out from the radar operator, is massive. Well, now, why is that important, though, David? It's important because it, it speculatively can drop the velocity of the UAPs into the range of some very fast drones. I mean, the X-43 at 7,300 miles per hour, and in fact, there are drones that speculatively on 
in the black research area can reach the same speed as the space shuttle, 17,500 miles an hour. So when you're saying the UAPs were tra- dropping from above 80,000 feet, actually, is the correct statement on radar to 20,000 feet. That's a 60,000-foot drop in seconds. You've already eliminated the accuracy of the velocity of over 60,000 miles an hour. And actually, because it's a, the radar can see hundreds of miles, and 80,000 feet is only 15.15 miles. So they actually know how far above 80,000 feet they dropped. And they're not actually dropping because nothing can drop in terminal velocity faster than 700 miles an hour in, in the upper atmosphere and 120 miles an hour in the lower atmosphere. It was terminal velocity. And so you, you can't even use the word drop because they're not dropping. They're approaching the Earth. They're under, they're under a speed control. It's not a plummet. Exactly. They're, they're, they're not plummeting. They're, they're actually, and then they'll stop on a dime. They'll stop on a dime. This is, this is what um, David Fravor said, the, the commander David Fravor, who was involved in the Nimitz incident, which was November 2004. And then you have Commander Ryan Graves on the East Coast, on the Atlantic, saying they were seeing these things every day for over a year. Now, why do you believe, though, David, that they're going to come out with a report that says drones? Because they're using the word drone in the media repeatedly, repeatedly, that the Navy encountered a drone, a drone, a drone. So you're going to start, you're already seeing it. And that's setting up a big lie to the American populace. And and I think when, when Sean Cahill just, dropped the hammer last week on Chris Cuomo on CNN. CNN had formerly had a scientist on who tried to tell everybody these things are probably balloons. And (laughs) I don't know how a balloon can approach 60,000 to 80,000 miles an hour. That's a pretty fast wind velocity if it's a balloon. No, no, a balloon can't even do, it can't even do a few, I mean, at the most a couple hundred miles an hour with really high winds and what are called right. uppers. It, it goes with the wind. That's it. And that's it. So so it's actually an insult. In fact, to, to Louis Elizondo, I felt like he was insulted by the press because he, he starts out by saying, we're way past this. We're way past where you guys are thinking. You're still thinking balloons and high-flying turkeys, and, and we're way past that. And and so you, you can't seem to get this. So as we approach June 1st, which is about a week away. I think it's June 25th. But peep is it some, June 25th? That June 25th is the deadline, and some people are speculating that June 1st could happen. Okay, so I, I read June 1st somewhere. So so we have until until the end of June for them to report to Congress, but by the time we see anything, and and we are seeing this. I mean, we're we're seeing the information coming in the form of these videos, and we're getting tiny snippets, tiny tiny snippets on major news media because they don't. Wa- I mean, look, Obama formally was laughing about UFOs on Letterman and many many talk shows, and now recently he just stated, "Yeah, now we act serious." 
that we need to be serious about this and investigate it further. And then a reporter approached Joe Biden last week about Obama's statement, and he said, ask him again, and he left, he left the conference. And so when he says ask him again, does that mean he's going to straighten him out, or, or does that mean he's going to tell him that, to tell the public that what we're dealing with are, are advanced military drones and we don't know who they are? But when you understand the fastest velocities of everything that flies, I mean, meteorites, most of the meteorites, I mean, this is a good example because these were conversations I had with Joseph News III about the, the, the space shuttle UFO phenomena way, way back in the 1990s, you know, STS-75. And he was telling me the velocity of most meteors. So most meteors, 35, 40,000 miles an hour. So when, when you're distant from a high-speed velocity object, you can actually see it streaking by because that's because you're far away from it. But if you're close to it, if you're even 10 miles away from it, you're not going to see anything but just a, just a flash. And, and that's 35, 40,000 miles an hour for a meteorite. So when you're talking about these things, the very fact that radar, you know, which operates at the speed of light using microwaves, very dense microwaves, can capture these things coming in above 80,000 feet. So again, it, dropping 80,000 feet in 0.78 seconds is in the 60-something thousand miles an hour range, but they tracked them above 80,000 feet dropping to sea level. And, and another conflicting report says they dropped to 20,000 feet, which is a 60,000-plus foot drop. So, so I think the only accurate article on velocity ever stated was the People Magazine article of May 31st, 2019, because they clearly stated in that article that they, they track these things between 20 and 80,000 miles an hour. And that immediately puts them in the extraterrestrial category. No, it's not the Chinese, Sean Cahill is saying, you know, as a Navy chief. No, it's not the Russians. <laughs> the Russians have a hypersonic missile that is very similar to NASA's X-43. And it's, its velocity at 7,300 miles an hour it is in that range. But we don't have anything that can move like this. And the fact that, that Lieutenant Ryan Graves is saying they, they saw these things every day for a year should be of the greatest concern and probably the greatest story in the history of the world because you, you have military, military pilots. Yeah, you're not so, questioning the authenticity of the pilots, are you? No, no, they're the most authentic, authentic, because the pilots, first of all, Ryan Graves on the East Coast described a cube in a sphere. So cubical, spherical, all in one, which is kind of like a sacred geometry, is not an aerodynamic shape. So it, it can't handle the pressure of wind and what's called drag on, on an airplane at, at hypervelocity. It, it would it simply come apart if it was operating in, in any manner that, that we use um, in conventional you know, jet engine and rocket propulsion. So the fact that it's flying at, at incredible speeds and it's not aerodynamic tells us a lot. And But the pilots haven't come forth and 
stated the velocities. The velocities are hidden in the radar data. So it's a very, it's probably, you know, in physics, and, you know, I was a physics, I took physics up to the college level, and I studied it on my own after that. And I worked for legendary, legendary nuclear physicists, you know, Bogdan Magwitch, Glenn Seaborg, Murray Gelman. I was around the greatest physicists in, in the history of, of, of modern science. I mean, but you're really expecting a negative report, aren't you? I'm expecting a shutdown because when I saw Biden's response to Obama's statement, and Obama's statement comes, presidents, when they're no longer in office, will tell you things they couldn't tell you when they were in office. If they know. If they know anything. We need to investigate these things and take them much more seriously. Who was former laughing on Letterman about him? And then Biden says, ask him again, and leaves the press conference means, I'm going to tell Obama, you know, what is he going to tell him? I mean, maybe he doesn't know anything, but maybe Biden doesn't know anything at this point because he's only, he hasn't been in office long enough to know anything about this. Right, right. And not, but, not every president had information about ETs. Not about ETs. Not about ETs. But when... You see, there's a very fine psychological balance here where where the data being presented and Elizondo is being very respectful to his military in stating that we need to identify whether this is in the category of a military threat or not. Because if it is a military threat, it, it needs to have an entire Defense Department sure. devoted. Even if it's out of this world, right? Even if it's out of this world, George, you're right, because if it's a military threat from out of this world. Now, this is where you get into an incredible territory, because this is where you have to start setting the wars of gods and men that go way, way back into ancient times. You you go to the Hindu Mahabharata and the Bhagavad Gita and the, the famous Battle of Kurukshetra, where... The demigods were flying in their in their craft, watching and participating in the war between the humans down below. In fact, the Battle of Kurukshetra in in the Mahabharata and the Gita it resembles Armageddon so so perfectly. It it looks like that it's a repeat that happens every so many thousands of years on the earth where the humans reach this point where they can't, they have so much power technologically that they reach this point where they, they reach the point of mass extinction of their own species. In fact, they've done um, archaeological digs in India where they found layers of radioactive ash in the radius and the perimeter of an entire city. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.